Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello and welcome, everybody. I am so glad to see you. Or, well, I guess I'm not seeing you today, but I'm so glad that we're here today. So much happening, so much everywhere. I just, it's really, it's an incredible time right now. It's incredible to be living through and experiencing the kind of things that we are experiencing. Uh, the world is on fire and, you know, we, we just got to deal with it. Uh and speaking of being on fire, well, I mean, the fire, I think, is probably from global warming. There's no question that, uh, the, you know, we've got global warming. I mean, they've only had to rebrand it 500 times going back to the 70s. We had global cooling, then we had global warming, an ozone hole. We've got the world ending in 2015, according to Al Gore and his inconvenient truth. And now we're at climate change. And, uh, you know, the climate does change. So that means that the world's ending. Uh, Q. Everybody's favorite, Greta Thunberg. Now, Greta Thunberg is, to me, a very sad situation. I mean, you've got this little girl who I don't know if there's something wrong with her. I don't know what her story is. But she's paraded out as someone who seems to be unassailable by the left and, uh, to me, demonstrates just how bad the whole climate change theory is. I mean, if you have to put someone out who you can't, uh, who cannot debate the science or any of the facts behind it, uh, but that just seems unassailable based on their character, well, then, you know, your arguments are pretty weak. But Greta Thunberg has been used and abused by her parents and everybody else from birth. They've told her the world is ending and that if she doesn't save the world, uh, it will be over. And so she continues to parade around trying to gather social media followers, generally looking exceedingly grumpy every time I see a picture of her and uh, doing whatever it is she does. But we have a headline right here suggesting that uh, she is violating some laws, wherever it is that she is, uh, with her protest actions. And that as a result, someone should throw her well, they don't say it this way, but as a homage to my Scottish brothers and sisters, uh, arse into jail. Uh, they don't say arse, but because we are professional broadcasters here and want to stay clean and above board, we're using arse instead of the original word. So it's not quite a direct quote, but I think you can fill in the word. So Greta Thunberg uh, needs her arse put in jail, according to this. Uh, because she's violating the law. And why shouldn't she, right? Why should there be a double standard? Why should the justice system have double standards? Just because you are a grumpy looking little girl named Greta Thunberg uh, does not mean that you can break the law and uh, get away with it. You have to be someone like Jeffrey Epstein or Prince Andrew or you know one of those guys to do that. Uh, then it's perfectly fine. Uh, the Clintons, Biden, Obama, I, the, the list kind of goes on. But anyways, um, not Greta Thunberg. She has not reached that level yet. Give her time. She seems like a future head of the U.S. Democratic Party if she keeps it up. 
Okay. Uh, Davos, right? The human genitalia, Klaus Schwab. Uh, and just as a reminder for everybody, I call him that. And, I, you know, I mean, that'll probably wear off at some point. It doesn't really roll off the tongue well, but he just looks like a giant flaccid penis. I don't know how else to say it. Um, I'd like to be better than that. I'm not. I, You know, my wife scolds me. I uh, just... My my brilliant producer scold everybody scolds me and you know I just I'm just not good uh, I should be better but I'm not uh, and so yes I do resort to name calling uh, in that fashion because I think it's really funny and because he also created more flaccidity on this planet than any other person uh, due to his garter strap bikini outfit that he decided to wear to a beach, which was then photographed and shared everywhere and damaged the libido of more people than anything other uh, single picture in the history of the world. Uh, it was really a disturbing and awful picture. And uh, well, I guess if you're going to be going on to a submarine for six months, or something of that nature, and you really need to keep things under wrap, uh, just take a picture along. Take that picture along, print it out, you'll be fine. Um, so Klaus Schwab, the human genitalia, the head of the World Economic Forum, uh, fan or apparent fan of uh, Hitler and the Nazis and all those sorts of things. Uh, can I say that? Well, I just did. Uh, I say that uh, I say that because he is absolutely loving his little henchman, Yuval Noah Harari, who consistently seems to be praising what the Nazis did or could do uh, in spirit, at least. Uh, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, if only the Nazis, if only Hitler, uh, you know, had the technology we had today, is what this guy keeps saying, and it's just it's sick. And by the way. For all of our people in Davos right now, I just want you to know that each and every one, one of you are there with an organization that has promoted the work of a guy who keeps lamenting the fact that Hitler and Stalin didn't have more technology. He's had nice things to say about Goebbels and everybody else, Yuval Noah Harari, and he is the number one advisor, scientific advisor, despite the, despite the fact that he's a historian, and I don't know how to explain that, but somehow this historian has become a scientific advisor for the human genitalia, uh, Klaus Schwab. Okay, so that's that. Klaus was reported, uh, it was reported that he was going to be late for the big show. Now, apparently he was not, but it was reported he was going to be late for some undisclosed health reason. It's also uh, reported that his buddy, and if Klaus Schwab is the human genitalia, uh, George Soros has to be the wrinkled genitalia. Uh, he just, I mean, he's just kind of a shriveled up prune of a guy that uh, causes all sorts of trouble. And, you know, nobody's excited when the shriveled up genitalia uh, makes an appearance. So uh, George Soros was also going to be late or not there. Now, Soros was going to not be there because of apparently a scheduling conflict. Now, I guess he didn't know that this was coming, you know, and in fairness, 
it's not like these things are planned very far ahead. I mean, it was probably late notice for him. And, uh, you know, he just, he just couldn't get there in time. Right. I mean, it makes sense. It's not like anybody knew about this. Uh, either that, or it might be related to the fact that, uh, the wrinkled genitalia's assets are all at risk uh, because of this nonsense going on in Ukraine. What do I mean by that? Well, you got to figure uh, Ukraine is, you know, they get money from the United States on a daily basis. We just keep printing it and sending it to them. We don't have any money uh, and our economy's crashing. But instead of using money that we're printing to help people in America, we send it to Ukraine because that makes good sense. Because that actually makes our economy worse because we print more money and then we just hand it out. Uh, so the value of our money goes down. Uh, our people don't get any help. But, 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 the wrinkled genitalia and his buddy, uh, the human genitalia, the genitalia brothers, if you will, they get all sorts because once that money goes to Ukraine, Zelensky, who was installed by the WDEF, can then use it to pay them all off and their members all off and uh, members of Congress all off through people like Friedman and others. So it ends up uh, really being bad for the American people, but a great way to transfer wealth to the corrupt elected officials who keep voting to do it. And so it's a, it's a big win for them. It's a big win for uh, the genitalia brothers and for all involved. And that's really what matters, right? We, the people, we are useless eaters. We are only there to enrich and support the genitalia brothers and their elitist friends. That is the key. Uh, but it was interesting because, you know, Soros uh, has a, a well, scheduling conflict. Um, I'm wondering, you know, I'm kind of wondering if it's just that Soros couldn't find any unvaxxed pilots to fly him in. Did you hear about that? Right. So we've got uh, all these guys flying to Davos uh, were insisting on unvaxxed pilots to fly their carbon creating private jets. Uh, I, I don't understand that. Honestly, you wouldn't think they'd need that. You'd think they'd want them to be vaccinated uh, with the COVID death jab because you would think that that would be, uh, it'd keep them safe from COVID, right? I mean, all of these guys are promoting the vaccine to everybody. Why is it that these guys want unvaccinated pilots? Can anybody explain that to me? I'm very curious about it. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's safe and effective. I'd think I'd want my pilot to get boosted like as he got on the plane. But, you know, apparently not. Uh, so I'm wondering maybe maybe the wrinkled genitalia could not make it. And the wrinkled genitalia, George Soros, just to be clear, who we're talking about. Um, yeah, perhaps he couldn't make it because he couldn't find an unvaxxed pilot to fly his private jet that emits carbon to you know, fly him to Davos where he would emit more carbon in his motorcade and uh, then go and explain to us about the dangers of climate change. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But I, I think the whole thing is very interesting. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, uh, Schwab certainly did a wonderful job of opening up uh, this wonderful event. And, uh, you know, the, the Chinese Communist Party has endorsed the Davos spirit 
Uh, so, I mean, we know Davos is good. If the CCP is endorsing the spirit of Davos, we know there's nothing wrong with it. The Genitalia brothers have done a great job. Uh, they've got an excellent program going on there, and uh, we should all support it because the CCP likes it. And if they like it, it's got to be good. Okay. Um, I want to jump into something that is a wee bit conspiratorial, uh, and I can't prove this, but it's something that's really making the rounds, and I don't normally get into things like that, but uh, I think it's worth worth mentioning in this case. So there's a lot of rumors and rumor mill on the internet, on Twitter, elsewhere, about uh, the potential for a major cyber attack that would shut down the internet. Now, I don't like spreading rumor, uh, but I've checked with a lot of people who are pretty independent and who have told me that they've got firsthand knowledge that this is something that's being considered. It makes sense. I mean, the, the WEF's uh, COVID narrative is collapsing completely. They're getting ready. I mean, we have, I have in my possession, evidence that suggests they're working on pandemic part two. And, uh, you know, they can't do pandemic part two if the truth about pandemic part one comes out. So this is a big deal for them, right? They they need to deal with this in some way, shape, or form, and it's it's just not working at the moment. So uh, this whole uh, this whole uh, mess over there, you know, needs a cover up. And could it be that the cover up is a uh, quote unquote cyber attack that shuts down the internet? Well, that would be very valuable in the sense that it would prevent free speech and the communication of ideas. I mean, there's literally nothing that you can trust on the news. And that includes Fox News. If you believe that they're telling you the truth about anything, I got another thing coming for you. And by the way, you know, I don't I don't even trust video there. We've seen them modify, change, stage things in video for years. And so I do not trust anything on the TV if it doesn't come from a source that I trust, which is why you tune in here. I hope uh, you're just you're just not going to get anywhere with it. So um, I don't know if this is going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of other related rumors, and we're looking into this. And I again, it's it's rumor right now, but I do think we should all be aware that yeah, you know, if this happens, we need to be real careful about what we believe. And uh, you know, just just keep our eyes open. You know, I mean, our uh, the human genitalia is talking about mastering the future, and mastering the future means he's in charge. So that's a bit scary. Um, one last thing that I want to uh, want to bring up is uh, the uh, there was a wonderful interview yesterday i believe and uh that interview was with what was her name what is her name oh oh christina bob christina bob um that interview uh miss bob who is an attorney for president trump said that this whole Biden thing is a cover-up. All these Biden files, it's a cover-up. It's a clean-up. I'm just pointing this out for one reason. 
If you listen to this show, you're going to be ahead. You're going to know what's going on. And, uh, you know, because we've been talking about that and we're going to keep talking about it. But uh, it's nice to, to see that it's getting picked up. I hope that it runs everywhere. I hope people are listening and I hope it does continue to get pressed. Um, sp speaking of listening to things with a clear head, if you want a clear head, you need to use Cofix. Cofix is a great product. If you click on the banner ad and uh, use out loud code at checkout, you will get a discount. It will be wonderful. It will clean your sinuses just like you wash your hands, and it will help you to have a clear head and uh, not be so germy. Clean sinuses equal clean, uh, you know, clean, healthy body. So get it done. Get your cofix. Use out loud code at checkout and support our network. We will be right back with more stuff. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I got to tell you, uh, you know, I was pretty proud of my plug that last segment. I just, I mean, I, you know, uh, Schwab having to pull out of the the WEF this year because of his health problem. I mean, I thought that was a a bit of uh, brilliance on my part, honestly. I mean, I don't I don't get too excited about my work all that often, but that you know, saying if he'd use Cofix. I mean, that's why you should buy some and use out loud code to check out. But I thought that was a great one. I'm really excited about that. Go me. Uh, one of these days, I'll actually learn how to do this whole broadcast thingy. Yeah. Well, speaking of WEF monsters or people owned by the WEF, let's talk about Anthony Fauci. Uh, everybody's favorite. I guess if uh, Klaus Schwab is the human genitalia and George Soros is the wrinkled genitalia, uh, Anthony Fauci would be the short tort genitalia. 
I, I really, really, uh, I'm looking at my producer. Is this really the theme that we've got going on for the show? I mean, is this really what we've, we've fallen to? I got to be honest with you here. I'm not sure what's happening or how I've fallen. I was supposed to be a respectable lawyer at some one point. I don't know. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm naming people after genitalia. Uh, and we just called Fauci the short tort. Uh, I think we're going to stick with the short tort for Fauci because it kind of works. So. Uh, so he's the short genitalia. He got the short end of the stick. Uh, no, no pun intended. Um small problem he's got there well i mean he just fell a little short of his well i mean uh, oh my god i've fallen so far this is horrible um so outside of fauci's size doesn't matter problems uh we we need to talk about uh this actually really good article uh so a uh, guy named Dr. James Lyons Weiler. I, I don't know if you know his name or not, but he's a buddy of mine. I like him. And the guy is a, I mean, he is a, a smart, smart individual. When you talk to James, you know that you're talking to someone who is not dumb. Uh, he's one of these guys who, when he dumbs it down, you still need a PhD to understand what he's saying. So, uh, just just a brilliant scientist, a great researcher, and uh, been actively involved. And actually, he's one of the guys, and this happens a fair bit, right? So you get certain guys who do an immense amount of work. They find really important things, but they never get their name mentioned. Nobody ever gives them credit for it. And, you know, for a lot of us fighting the COVID fight, that's that's kind of a thing, right? So a lot of people will take your work. And they'll spread it out and they'll get credit for it, even though they didn't actually find it. They're just parroting what you're saying. And that's okay. Like for me, I'm okay with it because what happens is, is especially when I was getting started, you know, I didn't really have a platform. I'm just some nobody nobody's ever heard of. So I took it as a great compliment when some, you know, much bigger person, some person who has a much bigger platform anyways, I'm kind of an ogre, so they probably aren't that much bigger than me. But uh, but if they had a much bigger platform, took my stuff and shared it because it helped it get out there. And my purpose was never about anything other than saving lives. So, yeah, I was always happy about that. But uh, James Lyons Weiler is one of those guys who has been behind finding a lot of stuff and a lot of information. And he'd put it out there. And then, you know, a few months later, the right person hears it and you hear it parroted all over and it becomes mainstream. Well, James wrote for the front page, uh, a wonderful little article and it's, it's a short one. It's a short read, but it's a, a lot of this is stuff that we've talked about or alleged in our eco, our case against eco health Alliance. Uh, or in the report that accompanied it. And we got, you know, Dr. Andrew Huff blew the whistle on a lot of this and confirmed a lot of this. And we also were able to confirm it from independent various sources. But uh, the title of the article is Seven Facts Fauci Knew But Hid From the Public. And I think this is really, it bears, it bears actually sharing verbatim because he did that good of a job on it. It's very succinct. It's very readable. And uh, I urge you to take a look at it. And uh, by the way, send him a thank you note. I, I think he should get a lot more thanks than what he's gotten in the press. But uh, list of seven, right? So number one, 
These are facts that Fauci knew, but hid from the public. Number one, Fauci understood that American tax dollars went to EcoHealth Alliance and that the money was then funneled to the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab in China. Okay, that's indisputable. We've got the paperwork. We've got evidence. We've got all the stuff. I mean, you know, paperwork can can be in the form of FOIA emails. I mean, there's so much stuff. There's no question about this. This is an indisputable fact. Fauci did know that it was going there. And by the way, everybody that's anybody knows that the Wuhan Institute of Virology is controlled by the CCP and is part of their bio uh, bioweapons complex. I mean, this is just a fact. So Fauci knew this. Uh, number two, Fauci knew EcoHealth Alliance was given an exemption from the pause on gain-of-function research. Yes, he certainly did know. They gave him, they, this is not, when we talk about was gain-of-function done, and this is a moot point. This is just, to me, a waste of time. I don't know why we're still talking about this. Of course it was done. There's zero question. This isn't even debatable. You know, you got a couple crooks out there who make a lot of money doing gain-of-function work trying to argue what gain-of-function is. But it's real simple. There's no, there's no hard legal definition. So gain-of-function just means you're doing work with regards to virology on viruses in a way that facilitates them gaining function in some way, shape, or form whether greater infection, uh, you know, creating a more infectious disease, creating a more deadly disease, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's happening. Fauci knew it was happening. He gave, the, he was aware of that exemption on the gain of function pause. Uh, he also knew that there were the security standards at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were garbage. I mean, you know, Huff has talked extensively about the issues there and the fact that he brought them up and that EcoHealth didn't seem to care while he worked there. You know, Andrew was trying to do right by this and nobody seemed to care. There's more on that, but that's for another segment. Uh, number three is a, is a security standards. Number four, Fauci knew that EcoHealth Alliance was not in compliance with its grant reporting requirements and wasn't adhering to the contract. That's right, he did, because they had to turn stuff in, you know, and it wasn't wasn't being turned in, wasn't there. Or what was being there was out of compliance. This was, this is just, I mean, there's paperwork on this. We're not like making this up. There's just paperwork on it. You know, we don't have to, there's no conspiracy theory here. Only conspiracy is the conspiracy to cover up the fact that these guys created it. Number five. Fauci knew that gain-of-function research was, in fact, being conducted at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Of course he did. Of course he did. You know, and then he lied, lied in the deposition. He lied to Congress. He lied everywhere. Where's the perjury charge? Now, I don't want to be radical here, but Mayor Garland has spent more time in Melania's underwear drawer than he has on whether or not... Uh, you know, Fauci's been behind killing 7 million people. Why is it that we're spending all this time in Melania's underwear drawer, but we're not worried about the guy who created a disease or funded the creation of a disease that killed 7 million people, right? Does it even meet the definition of disease? Well, that's another story. But listen, this guy funded the, the development of this bioweapon. 
And he funded it through EcoHealth Alliance, most likely. I mean, this just, we saw the grant money. They got it. They did it. So on and so forth. EcoHealth Alliance did this. Why is Fauci not in jail? Why is no one investigating him? Why is Merrick Garland still pushing political prisoners into jail and prosecuting to the fullest extent of the law? Anybody who was uh, entrapped on January 6th with his FBI goons, yeah, we'll go after those guys. But Fauci, yeah, it's only 7 million people, and that's before we start counting the jab. We're going to just turn a blind eye to that. Number six, Anthony Fauci knew that the standard interagency review process wasn't followed in approving the grant to EcoHealth Alliance. Did you know that? Now, it's interesting to me because EcoHealth Alliance has uh, had contact and appears to have had ties with the DOD and the intelligence community. Huff talked about CIA contacts there uh, in a couple different ways. And it seems pretty clear that there's some DOD stuff involved. Now, we've also since seen that the DOD has been very active in this whole thing and controlling this. And I'm going to go out there and say that while I don't have enough to say, uh, to, to definitely say this, uh, I can speculate and I would speculate that the DOD was really as much behind the creation of COVID and the jabs as anybody. They're the ones that have coordinated, they've covered it up, they've facilitated this. And I, you know, I've got my suspicions about who is controlling uh, the people in charge of the DOD, World Economic Forum, CCP. I mean, but I'll let you guess who who that might be. World Economic Forum, CCP, um, and uh, you can you can kind of dig into that. But uh, yeah, the grants they didn't they didn't follow the review process. They just gave the money because someone said give it to them. Right? There was nothing. There was nothing about this that was was up front. Uh, number seven, the final number here, Anthony Fauci, Mr. Short Tort Man, knew that the virus likely came from the lab where U.S. taxpayer dollars were sent. The very city where the lab is at, a deadly virus breaks out that would ultimately kill six million people around the world. It's actually, I think, seven now, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I would have never thought that. No, it was a natural origin, right? And I mean, you can go through and you can see, and then uh, he talks about the cover-up of the natural origin uh, or of the lab leak and you know, the push for the natu uh, natural origin thing, which was all garbage. Um, then he goes on to offer another little list. By the way, you know what he forgot about those seven facts? He forgot to include the fact that uh, Hunter Biden, through Rosemont Seneca, owned a piece of Metabiota who assisted in the creation of SARS-CoV-2 in that lab or appears to have assisted. So you know, how much money, what was the big guy's cut on creating that? I wonder. Uh, but he goes on to list a few different things that Fauci has mentioned to us over the last few years in light of that list of, of seven important lies. One is, uh, you know, Fauci said our tax dollars didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. 
Seems like a lie, but whatever. Uh, two, wasn't gain of function, except it was. We all know that. Uh, wasn't a lab leak, except, well, he might have been right about that. It may have been intentional. I don't have evidence to prove that it's intentional, but if it was intentional, it wasn't a leak. So maybe that's what he's telling us. Maybe that's the one spot that Anthony Fauci told the truth. Maybe it wasn't a leak. Maybe it was intentional. I don't know. I mean, there's not been any transparent investigation on anything. We know that the DOD and a bunch of rich people and a bunch of rich companies uh, built the vaccine and, and had all this stuff ready to go for this. Was it a leak? I don't know. I don't know. I would say in light of all the lies that have been told, that the question about whether this was a leak or intentional is one that ought to be asked. I mean, what? Anthony Fauci, who literally lied about everything he's ever said, who pushed things like six-foot social distancing, even though it's based on zero science, who pushed things like masks, even though he knew that everybody doing it was an idiot. Uh, yeah, masks are for idiots. I'm sorry, I'm still on that rant. Uh, I've been on that rant for days. If you were listening to previous shows, you probably heard me rant about masks for being for idiots. They were always for idiots. Some of us had to wear them at certain times. Uh, you know, when I had to fly, I had to wear one. So I was an idiot, at least temporarily. Uh, but I quit being an idiot as soon as possible and got rid of the stupid thing. Uh, anyways, but Fauci lied about everything. And everyone around him lied about everything. And this was absolutely a DOD operation. We know that the DOD had a lot to do with it. So is it really so hard to believe that the DOD, uh, that the globalists, is it impossible to believe there might have been an intentional leak? CCP, what, they like everybody so well? They're so worried about their citizens that they would worry about it? I don't know. I, you know it, it's Maybe it's unlikely, maybe it's not, but it's certainly worth investigating. Uh, Fauci also told us that the vaccinated can't get COVID-19, which was amazing when he said it. I thought it was incredible when he said it, especially in light of the fact that there was never any evidence that it could prevent COVID-19. And we now even know that Pfizer never even bothered to test to see whether it prevented COVID-19, which leads me to the question, how is this even sort of called a vaccine? Gene therapy or otherwise, at least you'd think if it was a vaccine, it might have something to do with the prevention of the disease, but it doesn't. Um, he also said that, you know, along with not being able to get it, the vaccinated can't transmit it. Again, a bold-faced lie based on absolutely nothing. There is nothing anywhere that anyone can point to that that justifies that statement. Anywhere. Nothing. Finally, Fauci liked to tell, to tell us there is no such thing of natural as natural immunity when it comes to this virus. Anthony Fauci is a liar, a crook, and has contributed to the death of more people on a global scale than any other person I could think of, save maybe the people who are funding all of this. WEFCCP. Um, but I don't know who that was our taxpayer money. Um, I don't think Gitmo is, I mean, can we bring back waterboarding for Anthony Fauci? I, oh my God, did I just get in trouble? Did I say that? That's horrible. No one should torture that short tort man. Uh, I mean, the, the short tort genitalia. I mean, the. You, I mean, okay, yeah. 
I'm sorry. He's just got a small problem with his big ego. Um, it's the only big thing he's got. Oh my God. I've fallen so low today. I really have. I really have. I'm, I really, I'm sorry. Uh, the only thing I can do, I, I need to clean the air. So I'm going to get the Genesis HOCL out and turn that thing on because the Genesis HOCL does just that. It cleans the air. It's an atomizer. It puts the solution out and it gets rid of any sort of germs or yuckiness in the air. It's a great product. I love it. I use it. And it might even get rid of the nonsense I've been spewing today. Uh, it's been a little rough today. Boy, I've been, I've been on a dark hole today or something. Yeah, the Genesis HOCL is a spectacular machine, and if you if you buy it and you use the checkout code out loud, you get a huge discount, 20% discount. It'll keep your family healthy. It'll keep them from preventing this disease, and it might even clean the air of some of my nonsense. Uh, but it, whether it's nonsense or not, it's accurate nonsense. We'll be right back with more stuff. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Okay, we are back, everybody. And, uh, well, you know, during the break, I realized something. And I should be better than this, uh, but I'm not. I'm not. So I'm just going to be real honest with you. Uh, you know, we started out and we had kind of this ongoing theme throughout the show. And it wasn't intentional. There was no planning on this. Uh, yeah, Talking to my wonderful producer, she informed me. She said, you know, uh, I, I don't know. You know, people may think that this was like part of show notes or something like that. No, no, folks, this is not. It was truly organic. Uh, the running theme that's kind of uh, stemmed from uh, Klaus, Job, uh, Klaus Schwab being the human genitalia to uh, George Soros being uh, the wrinkled genitalia to uh, Anthony Fauci being the short tort genitalia. Uh, none of that was planned. None of it. 
it was a total coincidence. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I don't, it's sometimes these sorts of coincidences just occur where a theme develops throughout the show and you just, you have to roll with it. So yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, uh, speaking of genitalia, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi. Um, so Pelosi, it seems, uh, was really just 100% behind January 6th. I mean, I'm really interested to know what we haven't seen yet. But you know, Pelosi, she she wouldn't take any extra uh, support from Trump. Trump wanted to have, you know, some extra people there to keep it safe. She, you know, did all sorts of crazy things that just seem suspicious. And, uh, you know, yesterday, was it yesterday? I don't know. Recently, in one of the J6 uh, cases, it turns out that one of the police, uh, a, a tactical commander for the U.S. Capitol Police, admitted under oath that the agitators who tore down the fencing and such prior to the protest at, uh, in the Capitol were highly trained. It's almost as if they were organized or knew what to do or were plants from the FBI. Hmm. The Gateway Pundit has a real good article on this. And I like the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Hoff Brothers do a pretty good job on that. Um, but, you know, within this article, they talk about how during the testimony, uh, Captain Carnicia Mendoza, and I have no idea if that's actually how to say that name. I may be mangling that name uh, on, on a level that's next to unimaginable. But uh, this tactical commander for the U.S. Capitol Police admitted under oath that a group of agitators who were highly trained had destroyed the security barriers and lured people into the Capitol grounds that day. Huh. That's curious, right? I think that's very curious. You know, given the FBI's role, I'm wondering whether entrapment would apply to any or all of the people involved. I'm wondering if there were any crimes or if those were all mitigated through entrapment. I mean, you can't entrap people. You just can't do it. And I don't know whether or not what was done was done in a way that may uh, give rise to that defense, but it's a question. Uh, what I do know is that they're supposed to be releasing the 14,000 hours of video that they're hiding because, you know, Nancy Pelosi uh, decided that we, the people, don't need to see it. I mean, we can talk about J6 for a full year and listen to everybody grumble and we can, you know, make charges of things like sedition to Trump. But apparently we can't see the video. Hmm. I'm not saying there's anything fishy that's going on here with J6 or anything of the sort, but, well, anyways. Uh, how about those eggs today? Right? You know, eggs. You know what I'm talking about. Eggs, chickens, you know, cock-a-doodle-doo type thing, you know, uh, chickens. So I don't know if anybody's noticed, but the price of eggs are a little bit high. My wife showed me a meme 
about uh you know the expensive gifts you could do for valentine's day and someone was holding eggs because you know they're apparently that expensive now eggs much like many other things are skyrocketing food is all up through the roof right so you either can't find food or if you can find it the cost is out of control and obviously this has nothing to do with the world economic forum or the fact that bill gates and his crew bought all the farmland in the united states along with china um, none of this is planned. It's a total coincidence. It also doesn't have anything to do with the 80 bazillion food processing plants that have coincidentally all caught fire in the last year or two or had airplanes crash into them. Yeah, just normal stuff, right? I mean, that happens all the time. So y'all know my buddy, Andrew Huff. Andrew has been working with me. He's the one that was working with Eco Health Alliance and uh, was the whistleblower for EcoHealth Alliance. Well, what you may or may not know is that Dr. Andrew Huff was also, uh, he worked for Sandia National Labs. He did a bunch of stuff in national security and has one one of the highest security clearances anybody can have. Now, because of that, and because I represent him, there's a couple ways that you can do this. And this is kind of an important thing, right? So, If you want to represent somebody with a real high-level security clearance and the information that they have is relevant for their case, as an attorney, you can can request a security clearance so that you can get that information, right? I have not done that. So I do not have the proper security clearance to know some of the things that Andrew knows. And so Andrew and I, when we communicate, and I'm not giving away any privilege here. This is just the way it works when you have to deal with somebody who's got security clearance. You know, he can't tell me things that are, you know, secret. If it's, you know, Q clearance top secret, well, I can't know it. So he doesn't. So that in mind, I I don't know all of the details, but he did do work on food security for the United States. He did a lot of work, and he's got a bunch of stuff, some of which is not classified and that he's shared and, uh, you know, talked to me about. And he's uh, his job, much like it was at EcoHealth Alliance, is about, you know, creating modeling and analysis to figure different things out and you know, the data science type stuff, right? Uh, and yes, he is an epidemiologist. He's an environmental epidemiologist, but that covers a lot of ground. It's a very, very... The data science that you get you can can handle doing that. It's just it's very broad. So he'd done a bunch of work uh, in this food food universe, and it's an interesting thing. He had uh, at his home because he was allowed to have it. It wasn't classified. Some work he'd done as an outside contractor on it, uh, and that data provided a bunch of information on some of these food processing plants. Well, turns out that that data got stolen from his house when he was getting harassed. Uh, there were a number of break-ins when he was talking about the eco-health stuff. There were a number of break-ins in his home uh, and a number of other issues. And I will tell you, so I actually, when he, when I first met Huff, I didn't believe any of this. I thought he was, I was like, this can't be real. This guy's got to be crazy. I literally went to his home, which is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's no quick way to get there. Uh, he literally, he's, he is out in the boonies. I went to his home and I spent quite a bit of time with him and went through everything. 
I had him show me everything. I said, you know, you're making a lot of big allegations here, Andrew. I said, what do you got to back it up? And so we went through everything. And I'm just going to tell you, it's my opinion that the guy's telling the truth. The guy has an immense, I mean, obviously it is because I've got him as a witness, but you know, he showed me pictures. He showed me evidence. He showed me this. He showed me that a lot of stuff, really, really, really amazing things. And uh, so when, when he, yeah, he, he's produced information evidence based on, on information that was stolen because he had backups of this or backups. Of, so he's all over this food supply thing. And part of the information that was stolen uh, was related to critical infrastructure and food supply. Well, interestingly enough, there's a tremendous overlap between the information that was stolen from him and a lot of the buildings that have been burnt or destroyed. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not suggesting that there's any proof of a connection between the information stolen from Huff. Now, Huff reported this to the authorities, right? He reported this to everyone that you could report it to, that that this information had been stolen, that he viewed it as a national security risk. He reported this everywhere. Our federal government wouldn't even call him back. Nothing. Radio silence from these people. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, the the committees, organizations, the groups that, that were supposed to care about this, nothing, nothing. So, you know, Huff tried to get it out there, but no, no one seemed to care in our federal government. Meanwhile, more plants are still burning down. Is there a connection? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, we can't prove a connection. But what we can say is, yeah, Huff had this information. Yeah, it got stolen. And yeah. A lot of the plants that have been hit since it's been stolen were plants that you would know were important if you stole that information. So I don't know. I think it's a good question for us to all ask, you know, hey, why doesn't our government seem to care about that? It's also a question that I don't have an answer for unless you were to think that maybe uh, the World Economic Forum and Great Reset and food shortages and all that sort of stuff were part of a larger plan, but that'd be crazy. That'd just be crazy. Uh, I think that one of the more important things happening right now is the drama playing out in the court system of the United States of America that is not actually being discussed. What am I talking about? Well, you know, I got that lawyer thing going on. And, uh, you know, I may have lost any sort of uh, appearance of being a sophisticated lawyer based on my uh, the human genitalia discussion in this show. But I do, you know, have that lawyer thing going on. And uh, so I'm going to weigh in on this, right? So within the courts, we see a lot of things. And uh, the Atlantic, not that I read the Atlantic, but every now and then it'll pop up on one of the aggregator sites. And uh, I don't think I haven't actually read the Atlantic. Last article I read was just to make myself mad. It was an article where the, the buffoon was arguing that we should give uh, forgiveness to all the people that were monsters during the COVID lockdowns. We need to just say it's okay. It's just a mistake. Yeah. To hell with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll give forgiveness. Forgiveness under a jail. Um, but anyways... This article is about the Supreme Court justices, and the title is The Supreme Court Justices Do Not Seem to Be Getting Along. Hmm. 
Well, first of all, I'm really sad about that. I'm sorry that their work environment is less than happy, but um, here's the thing. This is part of a larger problem that we're facing in the justice system. Now, I can't speak directly for or to any of the Supreme Court justices. I don't know who likes who and who doesn't like who and, you know, whatever. Uh, that said, is it really a surprise that there's a lack of collegiality? Where is there a collegial work environment? Does that exist anymore? If you work with me, there is, because I get along with people, and if I don't like you, you're fired, so that works out. Um, it's nice because I'm the boss. Uh, but generally speaking, plus all the people that work for me are conservative, so they're not thin-skinned snowflakes. Like, you really wouldn't be able to work for me if you were a thin-skinned snowflake. Uh, I don't think I could tolerate it, and it just wouldn't be a good fit. But, uh, you know, when we look at, at what's going on there, there's no there's no collegiality anywhere. We're a nation divided, and the courts too. And right now, my belief, when we look at the judicial system, is that we have a huge split between judges who actually respect their position as a judge and the role of the judiciary and kind of the new generation of wannabe judges that are just, that are, were appointed for political reasons. They weren't appointed because they were quality. They weren't necessarily good lawyers. They weren't necessarily good judges. They get appointed because, well, they fit the right uh, political checkboxes, right? They were the right color, the right gender, the right this, the right that. So they got put up. And that's happened. You know, it, it's happened. It's happened throughout our judicial system. And that may be insulting to some people, but I'm sorry. Some of the people who are sitting on the bench right now are far more focused on issues of gender and race and other such things than they are on issues of law, in my opinion. And I am allowed to have an opinion. When we go into the courtroom, our role is not to be an activist. And that includes myself. Now, I can try. I mean, as a, as a lawyer, I can try and be an activist and fight for this or fight for that. But the actual role of the court is to facilitate the, the application of the law to a given set of facts, right? The lawyer's job is to assist the court in re recognizing the true facts and the true application of the law, but it's not to change things. We have a bunch of activists on the bench now, and the activists are not well embraced by the old school judges that believe in the actual role of a judge under the constitutional structure uh, as it was intended to be. So we have kind of a generational split and, you know, we've got some new people who, and I'm not getting into names, but we do have people who are just there who are activists and that's not the role of a judge. There is no living, breathing constitution. The role of the, the constitution is what it is. If you want to change it, there's an amendment process. If you don't want to go through the amendment process, you don't change it. And the judge's job is just to read it and interpret it. It's not to change it because it's a living, breathing document that's a load of crap. You wouldn't have an amendment process if you did. So I think the split comes from that. And it's something that we need to fix and we need to correct. 
because we're not going to have collegiality and we're not even going to have a republic if we don't. And if you want to help me fix it, you should go to tomrens.com. You should support me with my Substack. You should support me uh, in the Give, Send, Go. You should support me by buying from my sponsors. You should buy gold from bh-pm.com. You need to secure your wealth. You need to make sure that things are safe in the future. You need to fight central bank digital currency. Buy gold. Go to bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren sent you. Use checkout code RENS on my pillow. Uh, let Naputi know in eugenics that I that I uh, sent you. Support my work so that I can support you. I need a thousand lawyers. I need a thousand lawyers. I need people fighting this who don't have to worry about their paycheck, who don't have to worry about being blackballed. I need an immense budget to fight for our freedom. It's all I care about. It's why I'm here every day. I'm trying to spread the message, trying to fight for our freedom, and I need your support to do it. I'm grateful to God that I've been given an opportunity to fight, and we're going to take it to the next level, but we all stand together or we all fall together, one of the two. Thank you all very much, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.